0: Iconic makeup artist, beauty industry revolutionary, entrepreneur. Bobbi Brown is all these things and so much more. Throughout her career, she has crossed paths with some of the most accomplished people at the top of their field. These conversations are a look into their inspiring lives because everyone has a story. This is Long Story
1: Short with Bobbi Brown. You may know Camilla McConaughey as the beautiful model and wife of Oscar-winning actor Matthew McConaughey. I first met Camila many years ago in the fashion industry. The first time I did her makeup, I was awestruck. First of all, her height, her size, and just her beauty. But what I realized when I was doing her makeup, she's exotic beauty, but she has the kindest eyes and the nicest heart. And to me, that's what truly makes a woman beautiful. But Camila is a boss all on her own. Born and raised in Brazil, she emigrated to the U.S. at age 15. She supported herself by waiting tables, cleaning houses, until she was fluent in English, then pivoting to modeling, and she never stopped working. She's a TV personality and host, designer, entrepreneur, and mother. I love that she is a foodie and a health-conscious mother. I also love that she occasionally has a tequila, like myself. But I think what she's doing with her new brand, bringing healthy eating to children and babies all over the world, is something really special. During this conversation, we talked about her cleaning houses, how she met Matthew, and how tequila shots can lead to dancing on tables. Here's my conversation with Camila McConaughey. So nice to see you. Hi.
0: Good to see you. Thank you for having me. Yeah.
1: Um, I'm sitting here with, I'm going to ask you to pronounce your name again because I want to get it right and you say it so much better. Camila.
0: Let, come Go on. Ahead. Give it a try. I want to see you give Camila it McConaughey you did, I it. did it You okay. did it. See, I, 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 I had to, I had to have you try I okay, just good. had to I wouldn't have done <laughs> it with you did help
1: me but okay oh, Camila Alvis McConaughey yeah I never knew his name was McConaughey
0: I know a lot Who of people would say McConaughey
1: McConaughey that's how we yeah. know
0: in France it's Machu Machu yeah <laughs> and, <laughs> and, kind of and um
1: your husband is Matthew that's correct McConaughey that's it and that's how it. long have you guys been
0: married it's a good question. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you should know that off the tip I, of your tongue. I, I don't know. I don't okay. know. I'm horrible at that. And so it's he. We have a funny. I'll tell you a funny story about that. Um, we were. We were doing a, a press line for an event for a charity, Just Keep Living Foundation, and we were doing the press. And I was ahead of him, and he was doing an interview. You know, a few reporters down, and a reporter comes to him and says. Um, you know, congratulations, and he was like, "For what?" And he says, "It's your wedding anniversary." <gasps> and he's like, "Oh!" And the reporter's like, "Oh, you're about to get be in big uh, trouble." Uh. And Matthew goes, "Well, hold on a second. You go, go ahead, get, you know, and ask her the same question. I'm going to be close by." And the reporter goes, gets to me and goes." congratulations and I go for what and he goes it's your anniversary we'll both just start, laughing. Imagine I we'll believe both start it. laughing yeah we don't keep track of like dates we're not really good at that you know we kind of went the other way around we had kids first and then got married uh-huh. so all we know for sure, and it, it's bad it, it's it's bad with dates when I was a little tipsy and you we were at the house with friends and I was getting a beer for a friend and had a koozie you know grab tried to grab a koozie and Matthew said the date that we got married, and I'm like, you know, kind of, you know, going, you're wrong, whatever, you know, I'm like, I am like, I was tipsy, and just, in one of those feisty moods, and kind of, you know, give him a hard time for having the wrong date, and i say it whatever date I thought it was, and then I opened the drawer, as I'm giving him, as I was giving him a hard time for it, I'm opening the drawer, and it's a koozie of our wedding, uh-huh. and both of us were wrong, so it so you had a beer cozies at your wedding yes we did yeah, yeah did yeah, you get yeah. married in texas yes at our house you did oh cool yeah. we had everybody in the property all right for so three we have days. no idea
1: how many years but your kids are how old
0: so my oldest son is 10 so we so know
1: that you're not married 10 years so i'm good at that yes so far. and okay, we've been good.
0: together definitely over 12. wow whatever that is and
1: mm-hmm. how's having three kids
0: it's madness yeah isn't it's that awesome crazy. though it's the best thing yeah it's the best thing you know when I had my third child I was like oh wow like nobody really preps you for this like I had my systems down you know with two kids I knew how to do what to do you know we travel a lot so I had all my systems down when the third child came along I was like oh my gosh like I lost literally everything I had how old were the first two when you had the third um I told you, I'm not good with okay, dates. Okay, forget it. <laughs> we'll go to other questions. But, but you yeah. know, for the five, yeah. uh, five, eight, and ten. Okay. So the other two yeah. were still young. Yeah. Um. But I would not change it for yeah. the world. It's the best thing. It is. I'm 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 a
1: mama of three. And there I, we yeah, go, yes. It's, it's the best. And and everyone's like, how did you do it? And it's so easy now to say, oh, I just prioritized. No, it was madness it was, all the time. Yes, it is madness yeah. at
0: first. But then they reach that stage, like yeah. he's about to be six No. Uh-huh and that's the baby they're all best friends right and it's fantastic yeah and it'll
1: change yes. like tomorrow or, or next week but it's awesome it's, it's
0: really great and it's yeah. the best job the yeah. best job in the world
1: so I want to go back for a second to you were born in Brazil yes ma'am and uh, how many brothers and sisters I have one brother one brother yes. older or younger older and is older. he still
0: there he is he's still there Mhm. He's still there. He's he's in the food industry as well, funny enough. Uh-huh. Um, you know, he had diagnosed diabetes when he was a child. Um, so that's been something that's been very present in our family, you know, the whole time growing up. But he's a great he's a great man and doing really well for himself.
1: And and what was life like growing up in Brazil for you?
0: Um, very free uh in the sense of, you know, what you say, what you do, how you move, you know. We're very, uh, culture that is very inspired by music, by flavor, by colors. Um, So it's a lot of that, which is a beautiful thing. But it's also a culture that, um, you know, you're surrounded by poverty and violence. So, you know, growing up there was very different than growing up in the States and and in a lot of other countries, actually. Um, You know, my family still messes with me that you know, I will, it's just a habit. Like, I will park the car in the garage in the house and I will lock the car and then go in the house. And they're like, it's in the garage. Uh-huh. You don't need to lock it. But it's such a, um, you know, when you grow up in an environment that you do need to watch all the time, it doesn't matter what you're doing. You need to be aware of your surroundings. Um, and you have so much, you know, and you have all of that. It's just kind of branded on you like you can't. And why are there so many beautiful you know? girls in Brazil? I mean, not just the
1: supermodels that come here, but everyone I meet from Brazil seems gorgeous.
0: You're being kind.
1: No, I'm serious.
0: Look, you know, it is a lot of beautiful men and women in Brazil. A lot of of beautiful men, too, Mm -hmm. down there. Um, I think that is just such a mixing pot, you know, like such a mixed pot. Like, you know, the way that Brazil was discovered, the way that Brazil, you know, got colonized, and the way that all these other Right. Countries came in and really established. Right. I know a lot of Italian there.
1: Brazilians.
0: Uh, yes, you know what I mean? But then you have the Germans on the south, and then you have the Africans on the north. So it's so much that right. that, that went sense. on that, you know, if you think about it, we have one of the largest um, Asian communities outside of Asia itself. So it's such a, it's so many cultures that I think that all really, that makes. And I'm
1: going to ask a really dumb question Do people actually wear Brazilian bikinis there?
0: Well, we don't call it Brazilian bikinis. Well, we call it Brazilian bikinis. They're just just our bikinis. With a a piece of
1: string instead of the back of the... No, no,
0: no. No, so so, (laughs) see, that's the mistake. So I'm going to make this very clean out. So American bikinis, right? You either have the larger back. Right. Or you have the line.
1: Right. Right? Right. That's American. Right.
0: Brazilian, you have a little bit on the top.
1: Okay. Just so it's it doesn't kind of get up in that crack. Yes. Gotcha. So it's like... All right, gotcha. It's almost Sorry, like we maybe found, I'll be explicit. I don't know. I didn't mean to <laughs> we be. We found
0: the happy medium, you know <laughs> okay. what I mean? But I they gotcha. are tiny, and they're usually yeah. tiny in the front yeah. as well, oh. and tiny on the top. Oh. Yeah, there's oh. You know, but it's not... It's funny, though, because for us, for our culture, it's not a big deal. It's not about... You know, it, it, it's, it's really not a big deal. Like, if you watch the, the TVs, if you watch how... We dance and how the kids dance. If you watch Carnival, sensu- you know centrality and, and expressing and showing your body is not a big thing. So right. for us, it's not like, you know, we're not looking at going, oh, oh my gosh, you know, like it's just, it's just what it is. And, it, and in, a, in a weird way, it makes it more relaxed mm-hmm. and actually more natural. Right. In a weird way. No, I can Then I'll i can go see. To, to a lot of times. I'll go to other countries that is such a taboo and actually it's a bigger deal you know what I mean than what like how I grew up
1: well you left when you were 15 yes and you moved to California
0: Mm -hmm. yeah I came to visit and I never left
1: and who did you come visit
0: my aunt yes my aunt was going through a a personal situation at a time she had a daughter and me and my mom came to visit and help out and um did mom stay too or just you So I stayed, my mom went back, and then slowly I brought my whole family in, and then slowly they all went back to Brazil.
1: (laughs) And when you came here at 15, you weren't automatically a supermodel?
0: No, 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 not at all. So tell me a little bit about it. Yeah, when I moved here, I didn't speak a word of English. All I spoke was, hi, how are you? Um, How much is this? And I'm sorry, I don't speak English. That's all. And... Um, I came in to stay and then met with some agencies. My aunt was used to be a model. So she was like, you know, I'm going to take you. So she would dress me. I was a big tomboy. Big tomboy. So she dressed me up. I remember like it was yesterday uh-huh. in a golden tight dress and golden high heels uh. <laughs> and lipstick. And she made my hair. I mean, it was a whole thing. But she took me to modeling agencies, you know, and one modeling agency said, okay, you know, we want you to stay, and this and that. I ended up staying, but the reality is that I couldn't really, you know, it takes a while to get that going, um, at least for me, it did. And, you know, I come from a family in Brazil, you know, that in Brazil, we had everything we needed, but I couldn't really call my family and be like okay now you have to pay for all my bills in the United States and for me to survive here so I had to figure out a way to make make a living that was you know honest and um, my you know my dad always raised us in a way that we knew how to take care of things so he always you know raises to be hey you know I don't care if you become a queen you need to know how to take care of your house because what happens if your staff doesn't show up what are you gonna do right so he raised us that way and um I knew how to clean houses, so I just went, let me clean houses, because I didn't speak the language, so it's not like, I was very limited on what I could do. So I went and cleaned houses for a while. Like part of an agency, or you No, I just, we found, found you know, through literally in the newspaper, they had ads for cleaning houses, and we looked up in the newspapers, went a few interviews, and then they, and like, it was a really fancy neighborhood close to where we were. Um, and I started cleaning houses for a while, and then at night, I would do English class, um at the high school Mm -hmm. they have this really like i think you pay at the time you pay like 30 dollars or something and you take an english class with people that didn't really know how to speak english and (laughs) they're like didn't even know how to read and write in their own language Mm -hmm. which was kind of interesting dynamic to watch and be part of it um but i did that for a while and then more and more i learned english then i started slowly like you know I would go and I started working at a Mexican restaurant because their menu was just numbers. Right. So <laughs> <Fair> <laughs> I could just do that. And then I learned a little bit more English and I went and worked at this Italian restaurant as a hostess. And then I was going to quit there because I was making more tips at the um, Mexican restaurant. And the owners was like, you're not quitting, you're staying. And I'm like, but my English is horrible. And they're like, if Ruben can do it, then you can do it. And Ruben's story is that he came in, he didn't speak a word of English neither, and he started as a busboy, and he became one of the managers of the restaurant. So the minute they say that, it was one of my first times actually in the States that I went, I sat back and I went, you are right. Like, yes, nothing's really stopping me. And I said to them, I say, if you be patient with me, and if you be kind, and at the time was a really big deal for me. Now, not so much, but back then, like, you know i come from a you know my dad is a farmer like we come from a very traditional family in brazil so like people cussing at me was very disrespectful and those two owners were from new york new york and they just cussed at everybody and everything so i just said listen if you don't cuss at me and you be patient at me i'll give it a try and i remember the first <laughs> the first week it was a lot of fun thing funny things that happened one thing was you know the customer was like okay, you have OJ. And I'm like, okay, yeah, OJ. And I wrote it down. And this restaurant, you needed to know the names of everybody that was sitting on your table. It was a hardcore, like, restaurant. That's, it a, t- just,
1: that's a tough job. That it, was one it, of my first jobs, too. Yeah, it
0: was hardcore. Like, they were like, and the owner would come in the middle. Like, you'd be carrying, like, you had to learn to carry, like, six plates. And then you'd be carrying six plates. And the owner would be like, hey, what's the name of the person sitting on chair? Two on table 24. And you'd be like... Uh, and you know, and you had to be on, like on all the time. And I was like, okay, I wrote it down. It's like OJ, and I run to the back and I went to the guys like, do we have OJ? And they all start laughing. They all look at me like, it's orange juice. It's <laughs> orange juice, Camilla. I was uh-huh. like. Okay. Uh, but within a month of uh, working there, I became the employer of the month and uh, was and selling the most but don't specials. But don't you
1: think those things have made the biggest difference because now you know hard
0: work. Yeah, oh, absolutely. And everything is hard work. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, you know, my family always raised us to be in that way mm-hmm. anyway. You know, we always like on our summer times, you know, we would go to... We had our vacations, but then half of it we had to, you know, if you wanted to go somewhere, they'd go, well, you go work on the farm. So we'll go and work on the farm and work on the coffee fields and help get the milk out of the cow, whatever, to, you know, make money to go on or do whatever extra we wanted to do there. Our parents were not part of it. So, yes, absolutely.
1: So, how did you break into modeling? What was the first thing that so happened?
0: So, I stayed in LA for, gosh, I stayed in LA for, I didn't move to New York until I was 19. So, I really started late. Um, I came to New York and I was dating a musician at a time. He was in a band and he was on a tour and he said, you know, we're going to be in New York for a few days. You just come, you got to come visit me anyway, you know, whatever was that time. He goes, come in and you can go to your meetings. I was like, great, fantastic. So I went in and I had my little, you know, book, you know, if you don't know what the book is, the portfolio, portfolio yep. We have all your photos, but that's what we yeah. call it, you know, in the industry. Yeah, And, You know, I was walking around, went to every single agency in the city, and all of them say no to me. And I had one more appointment. It was getting nighttime in the city. And I remember, like, just walking the street, just crying, Hmm. just going like, you know, just God, like, did I stay all those years? You know, because I left everything I knew in Brazil. I had a comfortable life there. I had my friends. I had my family. And, you know, the first few years here, it was not easy. But you you also
1: must have felt... Why does no one want me? Am I not pretty enough? I mean, did you feel that too? Yeah,
0: I, it wasn't at that point. It wasn't much about that. I think some of that gets into when you get into the castings. When you're doing 30 castings a day, and every company is saying no to you, then you start going like, well, wait, what's you know, what do I need to change? What do I need to do, kind of thing. So your last, but your last the, was the yes, the last one was major models, and. Elizabeth was the owner at the time and I just remember praying on the street before I went in and just going if I you know if I'm meant to do something bigger here you keep me here if not send me back home and I have a couple moments of those in my in my life so far and I went in and they took me and that's I how I want to ask really, you what year <laughs> I won't know, yes, I know, you I won't know. know. okay
1: I want to ask you what but year. but that's really yeah. how the,
0: how the modeling uh thing started and I moved moved to New York City and The rest was kind of... And what
1: was your first big job? And what was Mm. it like? I mean, I grew up in that industry. I was the makeup artist when you were starting to work. So I know what it's like, but a lot of people that listen don't understand it's not all glamorous.
0: Oh, no. Not at
1: all.
0: (laughs) You know better than anybody. No, it's not. Um, My first job, my first big job, was um, a jockey ad campaign. Which they put a bunch of us in a bus, and they say, "Okay, so they we're gonna send you to this location. It was outside the city. It was on a beach somewhere. I don't remember exactly where it was. And it was a big photographer. And they say you guys gonna go there. They know they don't know who they're gonna use, where they're gonna keep. It was basically like a kettle call kind of thing. You know, like you just go in and you show up there, and they're gonna choose on the fly." and you get paid if you they use your image you don't get paid if you don't kind of thing we all got on the bus we all went and um they ended up using my photo but i didn't find out that they used my photo until it was actually on the billboard Ah. it ended up being a billboard on Times square
1: and i'm sure you didn't make very much money back then
0: it it was was good yeah well once you you know once i get to the billboard part it kind of you know it goes to a different a different scale but, um, but it was really great. The most special thing about that job was because, you know, I left home when I was fifteen. By then, I was nineteen. When I left, I had not seen my dad for four years. so the the really special thing about that is that in new you know New Year's, it was right on Times Square. So my dad yeah. in Brazil could be watching in the farm. On TV and seeing' you, that's and see crazy me in the background Aww. you know what I mean that was that was really that's so neat. crazy that so was what was cool. the
1: biggest job you ever did when you were modeling where you're like, okay, I've made that I've made it and did you ever do Victoria's secret?
0: No, I never did Victoria's Secret it I was always, thought always you did. it was always like me and another girl and then me and another girl like i ha- I went to that building so many yeah. times so many times but you know it was a cool thing though because it was always a thing for me that I was like, man like you know, again, what you were talking about, hey, you know, is there something wrong with me? What's going on? Because it was always like, a close thing, and you know, always going back, whatever, you know, and, um, and I was like, why did I, you know, maybe my boobs are not big enough, or <laughs> you know what I mean, or whatever it was, and, um, but it, one cool thing happened, after I became a mom, they have these awards that they, they used to give, or they still do it, I don't know, and they had a whole event, and they gave me a you know a bombshell mom or something like that victoria it was a victoria secret? secret yeah it was a victoria secret i hope thing.
1: In, i hope in your acceptance speech you said thank you but you guys forgot to hire me <laughs> <laughs> oh.
0: but that's a good thing i have i have that in my bar actually oh, because it's a good that's very cool like memory oh. for me to have from the journey oh. and how did you meet your husband we met at a bar
1: mhm yes. in new york
0: in la in la i was living in new york at the time i had a handbag company with my mom so i my mom was in la so i used to go down there quite a lot to work on the bags, and uh, that's one of those trips, that's how we met. And was it love at first sight? Like, Did you know who he was when you met him? When I first saw him, I did not know who he was. He had a big, um, big, huge beard, he had a Rasta hat, he had flip-flops in a club, it was like, it was no connection to that. It's a long story. We need a whole segment for you okay. to tell you this story of how I got there and all of those things. It's a great story, actually. But making long story short, when I got there. That's the, the bar, name of this podcast,
1: by the way. There long we story go. short. Okay.
0: <laughs> um, you know, by the time I saw him and I was attracted to him at first because I was like, who is this guy? Like, you know, and, and he was, bar- you know, he had flip flops on. I was like, I like that you know in the hottest Hollywood club at a time and um, had a great behind which uh-huh. I, being Brazilian <laughs> sorry being Brazilian we, we like that so um, I was like who is this you know who is this guy or whatever and so I was tracking to him at first without knowing who he was and then um, late on shortly after I figure out who he was uh, because of um, somebody else that came and said so hi you know to him. That is, yeah. No, no, no. Actually, right. no, no. He was uh, Lance Armstrong came in, mm-hmm. and he started talking to him, and then all those girls came in at the same time. And I mean, oh, okay, because it was one of those times where they were doing it. You know, they were out together with a lot of things, and you couldn't go to a nail salon without seeing the picture of them two together right. on a cover yeah. of a magazine or something. You know what I mean? It yeah, because like Lance everywhere.
1: lived in Austin too for a while, right? Yes, he still. Oh, well, he still does. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, really so cool. So we met at a bar and yeah. we've been, to, honestly, and you've been we've been together, together I, ever since, uh-huh. yes. And it's it's neat because the way we do our life, it's true tr- years. It's not like, you know, we, I think the most we have been apart is 10 days.
1: And how is it, what's it like being to someone? I mean, you're, people turn because. You're so beautiful, they look at you. But they look at him because of who he is. I just
0: need to come here every day to oh, get compliments. On. Oh yeah. You tell me that get you my you tell me when
1: you wake up in the morning and even if your hair's in a ponytail, you have no makeup, you don't say, Okay.
0: Mm. Then you you should After three kids. Yeah. And everything yeah. that you got going on in your life, that's yeah. not a, that's not, you know, you really need to you, work on it. Go, a little bit. you have to work on it, to work I mean on I'm sixty
1: one, I wake up in the morning and my hair's in a ponytail and some days I'm like, okay. Oh, you look not pretty bad. Good. Not yeah. bad. Put some moisturizer on or some oil on my face.
0: But other days?
1: Like, other days I walk out very quickly and I go exercise. <laughs> and then I look in the mirror and I'm
0: like, okay. Yeah, yeah. I like the way I look
1: after I exercise. There we go. How do you look when do you like yourself best?
0: Um when I like myself best. I think I have to just just have to really good night of sleep. And when my hair cooperates with me
1: oh it's so about the hair
0: <laughs> my hair is kind of everything I have curly hair and if you have curly hair at home you know the deal yeah, if but your you, hair doesn't work if you have curly hair and your hair is not working it's uh, not behaving you could do that I'm pointing at
1: Tara who's got curly hair in a, in a messy bun and no, I because love she that she has straight roots I don't have straight roots uh-huh
0: yeah I have yeah. kinky have I you have ever kinky, tried
1: yeah. any of those like you know, things to keratin or any of that. It doesn't help.
0: I've done it before. Yeah, I've done it before. I go through, it's like a love-hate relationship. I'll do it and then I go like many, many years without doing anything, without touching it. And then I go, okay, it's really crazy. So then I got to do something.
1: And I want to talk about your new brand, um, but I want to talk about food first. Have you always been someone interested in health and wellness?
0: Yes, I have Based on the fact that, again, you know, I come from a, a family of farmers, so the relationship with food has been very present, fresh food has been very present in my life since, I'm, since I could remember. You know, my dad still lives in a farming to today. So that's for sure. Now, you know, when I've got in my teenage years or young adult, you know, I wasn't as, as aware of that as much. And then when I got pregnant, everything changed everything changed for me in terms of that fact. I really, really started, I remember when I got pregnant, the first thing I did, I had a friend who was a nutritionist and I said, you need to come over to my house. And she goes, for what? I said, just come over. And she came over and I was like, look at my pantry and take everything that you know it's bad and i didn't want you to sit with me and explain to me why and what are the reasons and you know what what did she
1: take what did she get rid of
0: um it was actually not too bad okay but you know one of the first things was all you know again i learned very early about all the additives and preservatives and the stuff that is in the food that our body cannot process and
1: in america it's way too prevalent it is way too prevalent
0: so the amount of chemicals and preservatives and things that are in our food that are bended bend in other countries, mm-hmm. it is crazy. It is. It's crazy. It is crazy. Yeah. And you know, in the makeup industry, you know mm-hmm. all of that. Yeah, you know what I mean. I
1: only use clean beauty yes. now. I don't. I don't use any of the traditional makeup.
0: Exactly. So it's a lot of things that really should not be should not be near us, and it is. And you know, creating, not creating. You know, being part of yummy spoonfuls. And going on this journey of producing food in America, then I learned a whole different level of how things actually work. Okay, so let's take me it. back
1: to the beginning of Yummy yes, Spoonfuls. And absolutely. it is such a good name.
0: Yeah, it's a good yeah, name, isn't it's it? It's a great name. I can't take credit for it. Okay. okay? You can't have a partner. Take credit. Yes, Agatha Chindo is the founder of Yummy Spoonfuls. Um, and, you know, she's from Africa. She's daughter of farmers as well when I met her, she was in this journey for about nine years. And, um, you know, she's a woman that was in a mission, teaching people how to make fresh food, you know, educating, going to hospitals, doing the whole thing. She started the company in a very um, organic way. So she was, you know, when she first came to the States, was the first time she saw a can and a corn, uh, corn in a can. And then, you know, she knew her kids were going to eat organic, but she went to the store and was like, was looking at the peas and went, they're brown. Why are they brown? Why are they not green? They're, s- they're peas. So she started making food of her own. She got, intro- you know, like other families in her work environments started asking her. All of a sudden, she had over 300 moms that she was making food for. She turned into a company, and she was in her journey. For me, was you know, I have three kids. Every time I have a child, I'll do everything from scratch. And I'll be like, this is so much work. I have to do this as a business to make it easier for moms. And then another child will come along and that idea will go out of the way or something else will happen with my third child. I remember like it was yesterday. I was sitting on a trailer in Calgary in the middle of nowhere. We were, we're leaving on location when Matthew's shooting. And the kids were with you? Yes, the kids were with us. And it's three in the morning. I'm making, you know, I've baby food i have bowls of praise everywhere why are you feeding the kids at three in the morning no no i'm making the food at, at three, three in the morning, morning because that's the break i have so uh-huh. i started like whatever time it was midnight
1: remember right? this tara and when this baby comes out and your second baby yep three in the morning that's what you're doing <laughs> you know when no, you no, have no. she's three. actually buying your stuff yeah, <laughs> there we go. Be, yeah. we have we
0: have this yeah. we have the solution for you yeah <laughs> but we you know like it was um Three in the morning, I bowls of parades everywhere, dirty dishes to the top of the sink in this, you know, little trailer. Babies were about to wake up for the next feed. Then the other two are going to be up at 6.30 in the morning. And I'm like, here we go again. Another 24, you know, 24 hour days that I'm pulling as a working mom. I'm like, this is crazy. And then I was like, I'm sure that by now somebody's already done this. Right. So I stopped what I was doing. I got online start researching and to my surprise only three or four companies were doing it and in a smaller scale agatha's company was one of them um and in a smaller scale but it was high price you could only get in certain parts of the country or the shipping was really expensive and i was like okay i'm going on this mission to try to make this and it needs to be affordable it needs to be accessible to people on my journey of doing that somebody introduced us we came together and it was literally the the, really the you know two moms sitting across from each other on a table, very frustrated, tired of just finding chicken nuggets, hot dogs, french fries, mac and cheese as options for the kids to eat. And it's all frozen. So it's all frozen. So Yummy Spoonfuls, it's fully balanced, certified organic frozen meals. We're available at Walmart. The beauty of what we do is that we are creating meals that it's specifically designed for toddlers nutritional needs it's so it won't work for me when i
1: i I love baby food
0: you can eat. i do i might might need a little salt and pepper that's what i was just gonna say they are created for kids so our our we have uh bows bigger kids and bites so all of them are 12 months and plus okay and older But the adults love it. Uh, Todd is here in the room. He eats for lunch almost every day. I'll tell you why. Because the
1: bars, I took a couple bites of a bar and now my tummy hurts. It's like you can't, like bars are so not easy to digest. No. I'd much rather. Do you have any with protein and vegetables?
0: Yes. So our bites are all high, really high in protein, vegetables and grains. So it's like a really nice nice mix of all those things. No fillers. Mm -hmm. We use ingredients that you have in your kitchen. Um, if you look at the label, you'd be very happy yeah. to see it. Um,
1: and how long can they live outside of the freezer?
0: They can because they have no preservatives. So they can't
1: No, but in the refrigerator, you I mean, so how many days do you have to eat the food? So once you, once take you, it you out?
0: defrost it, you want to eat it right away or one day, like, want, like you know, a day or yeah, two, you do, just okay. like fresh food, just right. like the food that you cook at home. We're basically doing that for you. We're taking all the work and all the hassle that you have to make it and we're making it for you. So it's fresh food. It doesn't have crazy preservatives in it. So it needs to stay frozen. When you're ready to eat, you defrost. You can put it in the oven. You can put it in the microwave and skillet. However, it's more convenient for you. Really quick. It tastes good. If you're older than... Five years old you might want to add a little salt and, and maybe little, add a
1: couple of them so yeah you know, i don't know maybe, if you i don't know if you remember a couple of years ago tracy anderson the celebrity trainer yes told, was doing the supposedly all of her followers were all doing the baby food diet yes i don't know if that's true or not an urban myth but it's true it's <laughs> yeah. true
0: and um i did it when we first yeah. you know because we did had you know baby now we're doing more older but i did all of that and our bites are fantastic because it has you know exactly how many calories you're getting How many, how much protein, like the whole thing, it's balanced and tastes good. I think we're
1: starting a new category. I know, right? By the way,
0: (laughs) by the way. Yeah, I think that's really cool. It really is. It's a big gap in the market. Think about it. Like moms do all the work when baby is born, right? They're so worried about everything that it's going into baby's body, everything that is around them, where they're touching. And then all of a sudden they get older And mom goes back to work, your partner's busy working, whatever it is, life gets on the way, and you're stuck on the session of mac and cheese, you know, nuggets, all those things. And if you think about how much energy a toddler burns, think about that. You know, they're running all day long. And between the age of one and three, the development that they make on their brain, muscles, all of that. So if you're giving them just empty calories... You're not gonna set them but up, I right?
1: know as a mother, and my oldest son is 28, my baby's 20, if I didn't allow them to eat those occasional not healthy things at parties, right now they're all foodies. But you know, they went through their period. So you kind of have to let that happen as the kids get older.
0: Yeah. I, and I'm a big believer of balance. So I'm not I'm not like, you must be pure, and you must be pure 100%.
1: Okay, so what That's do you do, your, what do, you do when you're not take. pure, then? If you
0: talk to Agatha, <laughs> she'll have a very different right. opinion yeah. on it, yeah. which is good, because it yeah. creates a balance, you know what I mean? Um, but I do, I, I do agree with you. I do think you need to have your, you know, I, I'm not telling people you need to be pure all the time. What I do want people to understand is that if you do good most of the times, then when you do bad, it's okay, it's not, it's, it's you know. So okay. when
1: I started my makeup line, people kept saying to me, the world does not need another makeup line, and I didn't listen, I did it anyway. Did you have any pushback, or do you have any pushback now?
0: We definitely had a lot of pushback. So when we started this, right, we, we talked to over a hundred places to make our food, and places that were making baby food and kids' food, okay? And I would literally hang up on people because they will go, all we wanted to do is how we make the food now, okay? We want, start from fresh ingredients, fresh fruits and vegetables, you know, we wanted to, fresh protein, we wanna lightly cook it, like people cook it at home, and then we wanna freeze it. That's all we wanna do, we don't wanna do any of the other stuff. And people would literally on the phone going, why? Why do you wanna do this? And then on one of the phone calls, the gentleman said, Um, you need to add corn syrup to go through a pipe. And I'm like, whoa, 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 what? So our kids are having corn syrup because Uh. you can't change how you're cooking the food. It needs to go through a pipe. This is so wrong, beyond. Um, Had a lot of pushback of just the reality of how the food is made in this country and also pushback from people in the industry of just going, what's so different about what you're doing? You know, and to your point, we needed to stick with it and understand that our mission was bigger than we were. Um, we had many moments that we would just cry and go, you know what, maybe God doesn't want us to do this. And maybe we need to just turn around. And the minute we hit a wall, something fantastic and a big blessing will come and go, no, we're supposed to keep going. that's so. called being an entrepreneur. Yes, yep, ma'am. absolutely. Yes.
1: Absolutely. And your um, website, tell us about your website
0: yeah so it's called women of today i started the website many years ago so i used to have a handbag company in my past life my mom still doing that um and what's the name of it let's give her it's a nice plug Muxo, m-u-x-o Muxo. yes okay we did qvc we did the whole thing oh, yeah it was remember quite fun yeah it was quite fun doing that um but i moved away from that and i started you know doing all these lifestyle things because that's who I am. I am the crazy person that gets up at five in the morning, go to the flower market to do flower arrangements and, you know, all that stuff. And what I have, what I noticed with all my trips and living in so many different countries is that when you go to other countries, a lot of women have a community built right? So they have a community between their neighborhood and their friends and their family and they talk to each other about, that's how my mom used to do this, that's how my grandmother taught me this, that's how my aunt, oh, this is what I tried, didn't work for me, how did it work for you? So that conversation was always very open, even with people that you'd never met before, you didn't know. And coming back to the States, I didn't, just couldn't find that anywhere. So I started the site, which is a lifestyle you know, community where it's not about, hey, I'm Camilla and this is how you should do things. It's more about, hey, guys, I learned this. This worked for me. What have you learned that worked for you? Share with me. I tested out everything because we don't want to waste anybody's money or time. Make sure it works. And then we share back with the community. So that's how it started. the community has built so much. And one thing that we have learned, it's a lot of women are lacking experiences in their lives and taking time for themselves or for the ones they love because they're so busy wearing so many hats. So we do so many experiences now for women. And that has been just a magical thing for me. Yes, to get to give them something that otherwise they wouldn't have experience and take that time for themselves. It's been great. It's a good thing.
1: Sounds awesome. So so tell me some ways that you and Matthew go out and just say, you know what, let's just With the kids? No,
0: you guys, you guys. Oh, I mean, you know, at our home, like Friday night, it's free for all night. Like, you know, you eat what you want, you have dessert, you choose dessert. We don't do candy, but we do desserts. So you can pick a dessert, we'll either make it or we'll go pick, you know, go to our favorite bakery or whatever it is and get stuff. Um, I'm a big french fries and chips and salsa person. More chips and salsa and guacamole, if you put in front of me. I most likely won't move it for a while. <laughs> have, you, have you tried the Siete chips,
1: which is out of, do you, know those, do you know those guys? I do know They're those guys. People. They're wonderful people. Love them. so good. Their yeah. tortillas They're are the amazing. best. amazing. And their chips are great. See, that's yes. what I love, kind of unhealthy-ish inspired food, but a healthier version. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I will eat cheese and bread when I go to Paris. You have to. And I, I, tell me about your cocktail of choice. Tequila. Tequila. And straight.
0: Straight on the rocks, Mm -hmm. ice all the way to the top, and that's it. And do you want to know what kind? What is your favorite tequila? My favorite tequila. If you haven't had it, you have to try. Classia Azul Reposado. Is that
1: the one in the square bottle? No. No. Is that really beautiful? Oh, the bottle. Oh, yes. I do know that one. Yes, I do.
0: Yeah. I wish we had one. Wait, the really expensive. (laughs) Wait, there's
1: one that is super expensive. They have one. It's a black bottle with gold. It's extremely expensive. Which I didn't know until I was halfway done how expensive it was. (laughs) Elvis bought it for me, and I didn't Google it. And I was like, that's how much? Uh. (laughs) Oh, my. But I was a big tequila, but I switched to vodka because tequila makes me get up on tables and dance and vodka just has me chill out. So I'm, really? I'm
0: Tito's all the way. See, for me it's the opposite. Really? I can't do vodka. Really, Vodka goes me, gives me, gets me crazy. I actually have a nickname huh. for when I drink vodka. And that is? Noche. Noche, that means night. night. I get dark. Ah. Let's just say I get yeah. dark. <laughs> It is not good. See, (laughs) and I... I, Blood is drawn, uh, fights are picked, things are broken. Oh, so you get vodka makes you angry. Oh, my gosh. My dad's the same way. It's it's not good.
1: Yeah, tequila makes me want to do hip hop and jump on stage with people.
0: That's really good oh, though. Oh, it is.
1: It is. But there's, you know, I'm with my kids and i have embarrassed them way too many times. <laughs> so, that I I'm pretty sure you yeah. you'd be pretty cool doing those things. I don't know. You can you can look at me and don't please don't. But you could Google me on uh YouTube and see me dancing on stage with Flo Rida.
0: Can everybody just okay, Google wait. that right you now? You have
1: never Can we
0: please just Google that right now?
1: <laughs> it was the most fun I've ever had in my life, that but I really need some uh, lessons <laughs> so anyways it was really fun that's awesome so I, I want to ask you one question if yes. you could make suggest to people out there that are listening one change that they could make that would make the biggest difference either something you've done because sometimes people get so bombarded with all the different it's things so if there's if you had to pick one thing yes. and you have a, you could think about it but if you have to pick one thing to tell someone to do what would it be that they could change their life?
0: Okay, so when you're buying products at the store, look at the ingredient panel. Don't look at the marketing in the front, don't look at the taglines, look at the ingredient panel. And when you look at the ingredient panel, if you can't pronounce it, what it is, what's in there, don't buy it, just don't take it home. Because honestly, I'm past the sugar content or calorie content. I am now personally Camilla here. I'm invested on what is the chemicals that are in our food, what is the heavy metals that are in our food that our body cannot process. And it would create a long effect later on in your life that you all of a sudden you get sick, we would cure you know all the cancer and all the kids with allergies and all those things. It's food the only answer? No, it's not. But it is one of the major things that you need to watch. And that's a simple change that you can do. Is it easy in the first week, two weeks? Not really. But once you get used to it and you don't bring it home, you get used to it. You make the changes. It makes a world of difference.
1: That's a really good one. And and thank you so much. Tell everyone where they can find you. Not in Austin. Don't look for her there. But where could they find
0: you? <laughs> <laughs> um Yes, I'm in New York now. You can find me there, now. Oh, you moved to New York? <laughs> no, 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 I'm no. just kidding. Yeah. Um, you no. can find me. So me, personally, you know, my Instagram account is I am Camilla Alves. We also have the website Women of Today, Yummy Spoonfuls, um, at yummyspoonfuls or yummyspoonfuls.com to learn anything about the brand. You can find us at Walmart in the freezer aisle. We How about frozen?
1: Wal- Walmart.com. Do they ship the frozen or not yet? They're
0: not shipping yet, but you can go in there to get any information that you want as well. You can order for pickup. Hmm. Okay. You can do that. Okay. Yes. Okay.
1: Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Well, I'm excited about your um, your future, and I wish you the best of luck. And you're a sweet and nice. I know it doesn't matter how beautiful you are, kind. but you're both. No, I'm serious. <laughs> no, At as the day I'm I met sitting, you, you've always been as, so nice. As
0: I'm sitting with like the the one, D one right here. You guys don't understand. We were doing a fashion show together and she was like, oh, I'll do her makeup. And I was so nervous in the chair. I was like, Bobby Brown is doing my makeup. I was like, And it was so easy. So yeah, excited. that was the good old days. Everyone would come in and set
1: up all my makeup, and I got to stand there saying, I'll do her, and I'll do her, yes. and I'll do her. I'm no, not no, touching
0: no. her. She's like the queen. Uh, she was the queen uh, walking in the room. Uh, it was like, she walked in, and it was like, everybody just went. Uh, uh, and she walked in, and she'd be like, yep, mm-hmm, yeah. yep, yep. You do oh, this, I'm doing you makeup do again, by
1: the way. So no, let uh-huh. me know if you need your makeup done for anything. Yes, I am back as a makeup artist.
0: Yes! Only using clean
1: makeup. Nice. Yes. Done. Let's yeah. do something.
0: All right, cool. Fantastic.
1: This is Long Story Short with Bobby Brown, a gallery media group production.